What's up, guys? I'm to hear more. Patrick Cloud. And this is another episode of Damn Internet. You scary. Happy we Monday. out here. Happy um, Thursday, everybody. Yeah, man. Um, listen, we just we did San Diego this past weekend. San Diego, my God. I saw that line. That was a healthy <laughs> one. We did five. We did. I'm sorry. We did six shows. Mm-hmm. Um, five of the six shows were sold out. We added the last show. The last show, I want to say, it was at ninety yeah. percent, and every show was fire. Last show was kind of like mm, I didn't get in their ass. I, I did get in their ass because when Angel Angel was hosting, they kind of just giving Angel just like <laughs> energy. I was like, listen, I, I opened with my normal jokes, and then I I just I just abandoned script. I was like, listen, let me tell you something. We did five shows here previously, and every show was fantastic. They started clapping. I was like, Sandy Yoga really showed up and showed out. They was clapping again. I was like, I mean, you motherfuckers did that. Dang, they clapping again. I said, except for y'all. Damn. Every other show was a 10 energy-wise. Y'all came in here with this seven-and-a-half-ass energy. Like, it's our fault. Y'all waited to the last minute to buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> this was an add-on show. We could be back in our hotel, Winnie the Pooh style, no <laughs> bottoms on, drinking mimosas. But y'all waited to the last minute, so we added another show. And then y'all gonna come in here with this funk-ass energy. I was like, y'all better get together, because I'll do 25 minutes of knock-knock jokes. Well, maybe they maybe they had such a good job at one of the other shows, or uh, had a good time at the other shows, and they went back for a second and they were just nah, like, that ain't what happened pat that ain't what happened it was because so many people requested another show and the club was trying to do a 4 30 show it was like yeah let's do a show at 4 30. we're not doing no got pm yeah people uh, do it people do it man dl does it uh d-ray has done it a lot of comics will do like i think who was that somebody did like 15 like a matinee a stand-up matinee yeah yeah, they will. They will max it out, bro. If it keeps selling out like that, yes, they will. And it was. It was a great time, man. San Diego showed a lot of love. They bought shirts. They they sold it out. And they and if the the way staff was like, yo, your crowd is really cool, really good, really respective, uh, respectful. Excuse me. They were a little chatty though. There were there were times during a couple shows they was just chatting. It was like, hey, hey, hey shut up, shit. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's so I mean, we were staying we weren't staying too far from the club we were staying like two blocks from the club so we were walking there and back and um on the way back to the hotel on friday and saturday yo san diego was cracking like, like and i can't even say on the way back like it was really cracking at night but it was cracking in the daytime i mean it was tons of party going on in the gas lab there were uh they had street vendors during the day they did a marathon on sunday san diego was cracking bro. it's always like that or was it like a festival or something um well their weekends be popping in the gas lamp desk the marathon is definitely not a, a common thing but their weekends in the gas lamp district is is just stellar they was popping hmm i don't yeah. really uh I, 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 I go to San Diego a lot, but I don't think I know. You said it's called the Gas Lamp District? Yeah, Gas Lamp District. It's like downtown. Oh, wow, I'm not. That's not really ringing in. All the, cl- all the comedy clubs are in the Gas Lamp District. You got Madhouse. You got American Comedy uh, Company. I feel it. American Comedy. 
And you got laugh. I think Laugh Factory down there too. Oh, okay. I think it's nice. Did you have one of those? Uh, what is it? Cali fr- uh, burritos with the fries in it. I didn't get one of those, bro. We uh, we <laughs> our rooms came for- with like these credits on, uh, because of the rooms that we got. So. Uh, the kids' room, because she had her own room, her room had like a $75 credit, and our, our room had like a $150 credit. So we just did a lot of food at the hotel, because the hotel had four restaurants by itself. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. it was insane. Four restaurants in the hotel? In the hotel, bro. How big was the hotel? It was a good size. Kevin's Suite. <laughs> was it like the penthouse? Kev has a way of making you feel like a broke ass nigga, like nobody else. We went back to <laughs> his suite. We went back to his suite uh, for for champagne last night after the shows, mm-hmm. bro. You you bent a lot of corners. It was it was that many rooms and that much space. You you took a lot of corners going through doors and stuff. It, the, how many the rooms? Sitting was the sitting area. Uh, in the in the in the foyer of the of the suite, foyer? with the mechanical blinds, the the push button blinds where you can like have it completely black out, or you can right. have it like with the dim with the, right. the sheer blind on it. Um, that area right there was probably about you know the the main room we shoot in we normally shoot in. Mm-hmm. It was about one and a half of those. The main room that we shoot in at Kev Studio. Oh, okay. That so was, was the like, yeah, that was a, that was like just the sitting area, like mm-hmm. the TV, a couple of lounge, lounge chairs and the couch. And then the couch had a bench on the back of it. And then it was another sitting area. Then it had a standing Harmon Cardon speaker. Then it had a bar area with the glass. I mean, the, the shelves of, of just wine glasses and champagne flutes and whiskey glasses all on there. Man. Bro, it was ridiculous that was just the first room that was just that was just a sitting area that's just a sitting and bar area damn there, there I mean, was room another bedroom with two beds in there that's where the boys his boys were uh that had his a bathroom and then his his bathroom his ensuite had the huge big tub for two people and then mm. this, the walk-in shower with two two um shower heads so like uh, two the Bro, it was the 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 suite had three bathrooms by itself. It was it was ridiculous. That, that's a lot. That's a lot for an apartment. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> was it like on the top floor, like like a penthouse situation? It was a, like corner. a corner. Yeah, a it, was, corner it was a corner joint. So that's that's why it had like the wrap around. It, bro, it was. It was, I like it was nice. Yeah, no. it was it was really nice. We had a nice you know, when you can when you can open your windows with a button, it's just like all right. It's a good yeah, job. man. And then he like where where uh where his room was, you had like just like a bird's eye view of the pool. So like, cause we looked at Fran and I looked at Cabanas because we were like Sunday we were just gonna chill. We were gonna go poolside and just chill at the cabana. I mean at the pool. We we're gonna get a cabana and just chill. Cabana started at fifteen hundred. And it had a food and beverage minimum. The fifteen hundred didn't include food and beverage, sir. You heard what the fuck I said? It was just fifteen hundred for the tent, for the for the shade. Yes, nigga. <laughs> and then they're like, "All right, here's your 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 tab for your food and drinks." And it's just like, wait, 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 wait.
right. The day bed, the little day beds that they had, those big square beds, they started at 750. To lay down? Yeah, for like two or three people. That's, I mean, even if you had it, that seems like a bad investment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it, but most times, like, when you're doing that, like, you have, you know, like, especially like the cabana, you got like five to eight people going in on it, right? So that makes it a little bit more manageable. But that's a, that's a huge flex just to just drop that for yourself. And this hotel had, they had something I had never seen before. It's called a pool suite. So basically, it was a room with like that big sliding door, but in the room they had tables, desks, couch, and all of that. It just was like a hotel room, but just poolside. So you could you could actually rent out the suite too. In at the bottom floor? At at the pool. Because the pool, I think, was on the third floor. Oh, and that wasn't something that you stayed at. You just rented it out while you were at the pool. And you guys did that? No. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. That's a pool lot. room. I've never heard of a pool room. I thought you could just get your hotel back near a pool, but yeah. Not. So basically people would go pay for a suite and then book a pool room for a couple hours. I mean, you could. That I mean that, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I I feel like just do you swim? Like if you pay for a pool room, do you go to the pool? Yeah, you can go to the pool because it, it opens up right to the pool. pool. It opens up right to the pool. They got a bar up there and everything. So like, it's you know, you make it a whole day. Were people masked up? No, not on, not at the pool, not walking through. A lot of people weren't. Like Even we had got on the elevator. Every time we got on the elevator, we had our masks on me and my family. But one time we like, we saw one person like stick their hand in. So we like held the door for them. I was like, I would let them get on. We thought it was one person. It ended up being, it was me, the kid, Farron, and like six white ladies. And we were just like, this is what we get for being nice. Damn. That was out there just, just living it up. And so that's why I was like, you know what? I want to get tested before I go back in because I just don't want to like risk it. Right. No, that, that makes sense. Uh, a lot going on. Damn. Yeah, people are just like, ah, it's been enough time. I'm over this. Bro, this they acting like it, it. They act like we completely in the clear, and I'm just like, we're not. We're not. Well, <laughs> I feel like uh, we're less than in the clear. Yes. Um, <laughs> people are starting to pop up with um with monkeypox. Bro, have you heard about that? <laughs> yes. COVID might be a thing of the past. We are now having to worry about monkey pack pox, which is the first case in the US since 2003, which is also very recent. I thought that was like something that would be in the 18, 1900s. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I guess a dude from Texas went to Nigeria and now he is uh, placed in quarantine for the disease. Uh, but then Dallas health officials state the public shouldn't be concerned since it's a rare virus. Uh, monkeypox is similar to smallpox and an infected person can experience flu-like symptoms along with a rash to the face or body. Listen, if monkeypox starts spreading, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I don't know Bro. if I move. Did I, you see the pictures for like what, what monkeypox can do to your skin? Yep. 
That it's I don't like looking at medical pictures like that. Yeah, but I feel like if if people knew that COVID could do that to your skin, I feel like a lot more people would have got vaccinated. That's true. You know what I'm saying? If they could see the results, because like because the 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 sickness hits everybody differently, everybody's like, oh, I mean, if I get sick, I'll be all right. I do I do this, I do that. Yeah, but if you're gonna get these boils all over your arm and hand and all of that, but you can reduce that chance significantly, significantly by by getting this vaccination, I, I, I guarantee a lot more people that got the vaccination. Oh, I would get the vaccination and stay home until it's <laughs> over. Like, I don't even know. I mean, not something like that. I don't even know if, if a mask would help. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm so over it. Like, <laughs> yeah. now that ancient diseases are coming back, like, didn't somebody catch the plague recently? Like, it's... <laughs> it's so I like, guess just like all right, um, I was I was on board to to chill out for COVID, but yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm still not in a rush to do anything, but just do do my time on stage and get up out of there and 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 go back home. Because my thing is like I I spent <laughs> you know one of the things I did during the quarantine was like buy stuff. It kind of gave me something to look forward to, so right. I bought all this stuff. And now I don't have anywhere to wear it because I'm not really going out outside of like my shows, but I want to do my shows so I can wear this stuff, right? Like even my new Hawthorne cologne, right? Hawthorne is a premium grooming brand that tailors your personal care routine to your unique profile. I want to show it off. I want people to smell this cologne from mm -hmm. the stage, okay? I want them to see how moisturized my skin and hands and all of that is from the stage, okay? Mm -hmm. Get a glimpse of it. And me actually feel good about it, right? Because it's summertime, I'm not, I'm going extra hard. I ain't taking no days off on my personal care regimen. And fellas, I encourage you to do the same thing. Right? It's very easy to, to get on this Hawthorne train. First, you take a quiz. They ask you a couple things like, what kind of person are you? What do you like to drink? What do you like to eat? What do you like to hang out when you do go out? What type of person are you there? Do you hug the wall? Are you the life of the party? What do you drink there? They take all of these answers, all right? They combine it and they they come up with a unique profile from you. And in that profile, they actually come up with a unique scent from you. So you can get this scent made into cologne. You can get it made into body wash. You can get it made into shampoo, conditioner, lotion, all of these amazing things. And now you have something that no one else will ever have when they go out. Uh, you never got to worry about somebody going to the club with you and y'all smelling the same or at the bar and they're like, it's not going to happen. And that's one of the unique things about Hawthorne, man. They take all the risk out of shopping for personal care by giving you free shipping um, on all your orders and on all your returns. And they will even retailer your products if to your liking, all right? Based on what you got, all right? It's super easy. In the end, I ended up getting the essentials the essentials bundle. I got the uh, the shampoo, conditioner, the body wash, and the cologne, and I love it. Anytime I wear it, if somebody's close enough to smell it, they always um, ask me about it, and they always compliment me on it. And trust me, fellas, it's an amazing feeling. I mean, we all want to be complimented, ladies. I know y'all get complimented all the time in the DMs and all of your pictures and all of that stuff. But guys, we like to be complimented. Pat, don't you like a good compliment? I do like a good compliment. It's not who don't like a good compliment, especially when it's coming from a genuine place, ladies. I know you can even agree with this. So, fellas, you want to get your life on the next level. You want to get those compliments. You want to feel good about yourself and smell good doing it. I encourage you guys to check out Hawthorne right now um, with their subscription options, personalized 
to your usage, Hawthorne makes sure that you never run out of your essentials. Life is complicated by itself. Hawthorne keeps it simple with a short study back quiz that matches you with your perfect grooming kit. All right, so I want you guys to check out Hawthorne right now. Check out their self-care routine. Find one that works for you. Go to hawthorne.co and use the promo code DIYS to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co, promo code D-I-Y-S, Hawthorne.co, use the promo code D-I-Y-S and get 10% off your first purchase. Holla at your boy. Shout out to Hawthorne. Yes, sir. All right, well, we were just talking about some amazing uh, hotels in San Diego. Yes. Um, so just keeping in that same vein, I want to talk about some of these Miami hotels um because expedia just dropped um a letter from mm. uh the front desk and they are currently uh turning down women who just uh are who just got a bbl surgery they're fed up apparently i i know you, there was like those viral clips of uh atlanta yes. airport and there was just like a whole bunch of people uh, women in, in wheelchairs apparently in miami it's 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 getting bad in hotels are done with it. The, uh, the <laughs> message says, Dear guest, this is a general message sent on behalf of the Blank Hotel and only applies to post-surgery recovery guests that have a future rev reservation with us. If you are not a, po a post-surgery re recovery patient, your reservation will remain unchanged and you can disregard this message. Please be aware that as a result of the safety and security guidelines in place of, uh, for the rest of our guests and our staff, this hotel does not have the infrastructure and equipment to appropriately host guests that are undergo undergoing post-surgery recovery. Never say what the surgery is, but it says, please contact us if this applies to your reservation and we will gladly assist you to modify it. Your health and well-being during your stay is out of, of the utmost important to us. But what that means in corporate is, we are tired. Yes. So tired of, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering what the issues were, you know, I mean, it might've been some health and safety stuff, but with, you know, just having a lot of, uh, you know, people who were, who needed help, but I don't know if it's like, are they bleeding? Are they just hard to deal with? Like, I would imagine they require a lot, man. Like once you get, so once you get that, that surgery, you have to have somebody there with you to help you like wrap yourself because they got to wrap themselves in this tight bondage to help their body form. Like, so it's these wraps and they also have like these, for lack of better words, these pieces of wood to like help it stay formed, right? This and then when they get back, they need the wheelchair. So you, the hotel has to have enough wheelchairs to move everybody around. And then they're probably going to need airport service. So they're probably trying to get hotels close to the airport so they can get in and out real quickly. I would imagine it's a lot, bro. I mean, apparently they leak. Oh, they messing up the covers there. That makes sense because one of my homegirls back in St. Louis, she just became licensed, a licensed therapist just for massaging women who just had that procedure because they have to get like this gentle massage to kind of just like rub the body out. And I think she said something about that. So, but that leaking, that's different. I mean, is it leaking just out the cheeks, like seepage, like out the pores or is it out the butthole? Like e either way, I'm sure there's blood, but there's probably some interesting other 
seepage. I hear that the whole process afterwards is like really, really gross. Like until you get to see it and it's nice and Instagram ready, like they have to go through a very, very rough period of time. Um, but yeah, everybody's, everybody's using the word leak. And I hate that word because it, it, it rarely is uh, an she awesome liquid. So wet. She never leaking. water. It's never so out there. Wet. The word leak just implies some nasty fluid. Like it's never what's, what's worse, leak, queef, or moist? Queef, moist, leak in that order. Queef is by far the worst because that's just wait, that's not even that's not even in the same category. That's just a whole other nasty thing. Queef, I mean this is it's a sound. It's a it's a sound. Are you about to do it? <laughs> no, I would love to hear. I would love to hear what you think a a queef is. How, why don't you queef with your mouth? <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. I got it. Hold on, here we go. <laughs> that wasn't bad. <laughs> but I feel like that was like the sex queef. Isn't there like just a chilling at home, lift your leg up queef? I thought all of them were associated with, if it's queef, I thought it was associated with, with sex. I thought that was the air escaping. The air I from you, sex. I thought, you could just, I thought you could just queef at home on the couch. I'm pretty sure that's just a fart. If you've been chilling with somebody that's doing that, they've just been farting around you. That's, that's completely different. I have not heard it in person, but I do. I, I, just, I just figured in my head that it was like an Al Bundy. You can just, you know, let one nope, out. No, nope, just horses. Just horses make that sound. Naturally. <laughs> so so okay. We need we need confirmation though. Let us know in the comments if if you could if it's possible, you don't have to say that you do it or you know anybody that does it, but if just like a front fart is possible, or if it has to be like forced out, you know. You don't have to, you know what? No, nah, I'll I'll take that back. You don't have to say it. <laughs> you can keep that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, listen. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even think I'd be uh talking about queefs today. That's uh always a fun uh it's <sighs> always a fun surprise. I just saw the word queef. Well yeah, that's how I imagine that the pom pom lips can actually form vowels. <laughs> Kevin Smith what? called it the pom pom lips. Pum pum, I'm sorry, the pum pum lips can actually form. <laughs> Can actually form vowels. Yo, y'all be funny in these comments, bro. Y'all be funny in these comments. Hey, MTM said it's possible. Oh, okay. The front part is possible. So MTM just be on on the couch chilling. Just like, hold on, hold on. MTM is a dude, though. I'm not taking that from a dude. We we only ladies can can verify that. MTM don't know. He be trolling most of the time, bro. He can do whatever he wants on his own time. He wants to part. He can. That's cool. Cool with me. I'm not judging you, MTM. I'm not judging you. Uh, <laughs> speaking of queef, I mean, I'm gonna just I'm gonna force this transition. <laughs> there will be no queefing uh, during the Olympics because uh, Olympics been tripping recently. Apparently, mm -hmm. they are uh, implementing anti-sex beds to stop athletes from smashing, which 
is a very interesting story to me because it's like, number one, the beds are cardboard. Like that's the anti-sex thing. I guess it's like, if more than one person is on it, it'll collapse, which is weird because a lot of people, especially buff athletes are the weight of two people. Um, but it's also like, I've seen homeless people have sex. Like what, what, what do they, what, what is a cardboard box? Listen, I'm so do? glad that you pulled this story because I was going to hold a poll on where's the most random place that you had sex because a cardboard bed ain't stopping no show. That's what I, I'm saying. I've had, I've had it in public restrooms. I've had you it in vehicles, it? multiple vehicles. I've had it at, uh, uh, under a bed. I've had it in the bunks on tour buses. Which under are, a bed? Yeah. Yeah. Pat, just go with me. Don't ask questions because the story ain't going to be what you expect. What okay. position could anybody side, do under a side, bed? Side. Side. That sounds like, okay. All right. Just, just go with it. Um, movie theater. Beat. I never did it in the movie theater. I always was afraid of getting caught, and I loved the movies, and I didn't want to get banned from any of my favorite theaters. And I wasn't committed enough to go way out to a theater I didn't go to normally to go do it. So I just never did it on that. But like uh, Miss Josie said, I do it on the floor. Definitely done it on the floor. Hell, okay, cardboard box broke. So what? I ain't getting a whole lot of cushion from that anyway. Now the box is on the floor. The box was on the floor before. It was just elevated on the floor. We're still sleeping on the floor. Also, smashing on a cardboard bed and having it collapse and then smashing on a collapsed cardboard bed seems pretty funny. You can pretend like you're the Hulk. And you can just yeah. oh. Hulk smash and the bed falls and all the other beds fall. But it's like, <laughs> the funniest thing is that you are, you're, you're trying to keep people with Olympic level determination away from smashing. Like these people are like more determined and focused than more than most people. Like, I don't think this is gonna stop many people. But, no time soon. But I was also wondering like, why are people smashing during the Olympics? Didn't you train your whole life for this? Like, yeah, but some, for some, people, some people, Drinking is a release. Some people recreation drugs are a release. Some people sex is a release. So if you stress out, you're like I just need to get this nut off, and I'm too lazy to jack off. So, but how much? How much like are? How much are Olympians smashing? Where this even had to become a policy? Because it had to be. There had to be some wild stats from the last hey. Olympics. Or maybe that's just the way you know they're taking their precautions. I mean. Listen, bro, you saw everything that they was banning. They seem very strict over there. So maybe they just just taking it to that level. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know certain countries in Asia, you know, they block certain things that you can even watch on the internet. Like they they might not even be able to watch watch this show on the internet. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like like here's the here's the crazy thing though, like with every new development of technology. It's like it's always something that tries to hinder it or stop it. But it's like, bro, it's going to continue to get out. And some things are just going to happen. People going to smash. People going to look at porn. People going to watch Netflix. People going to do whatever. And you should be able to, especially like that's what this technology was created for, to make things easier. Like, 
you're not going to stop me from looking at anything I want to look at on the internet, which is why I use ExpressVPN, all right? It's like, <laughs> I get to watch whatever I want to watch, and I don't have to worry about who's looking at my 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 search history or or any of that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, when you go use the bathroom, right, you always close the door behind you, right? Because you don't want some random passerby looking at you, know, you while you use the bathroom. So why would you let people look in on your 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 search history or, or anything you're doing online. All right? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door, people. All right? A lot of you guys probably don't even know that your internet service providers, whether it's Comcast or Verizon, they know every single website you visit. And what's worse is that they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use this data to target you. So when you're getting all of those pop-ups, it's because somebody gave your information away. ExpressVPN puts a stop to all of this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. That means you can do what you need to do on there, all right? I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares a Wi-Fi in my place can be protected even if they don't have an ExpressVPN account. And the best part is using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, you click one button on your phone, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN. It's been rated number one by CNET, by Wired, The Verge, and countless others. So you guys don't want to be limited in anything you do, but you also don't want to be spied on. And, and have all your information, you know, your likes sold to these companies. You got to deal with all of these pop-ups. You need to check out ExpressVPN, all right? That's your business. You secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash D-I-Y-S today. And then you get to use our exclusive link, all right, at expressvpn.com slash D-I-Y-S. And you can get an extra three months for free. You heard right. Get three extra months for free when you sign up. That's expressvpn.com slash D-I-Y-S. What I've been I've been uh, looking at some of these crazy anecdotes from ESPN's uh, story on sex at the Olympic Village, um, where all the athletes are. And um, yeah, basically what you're saying is right. A lot of these people are in their, their peak condition bunch of uh, attractive athletes are in close proximity and uh there's some pretty interesting story like a soccer player named hope solo uh did the today show and he was drunk uh from the the uh the night before where he was with like a celebrity there's a, a javelin competitor uh who had sex with three women every day to stay relaxed uh, which is hilarious because he was a pole vaulter <laughs> uh, which is just like you don't uh, want him right that's one of the last people you won't stress because if he can't focus that pole is going in the audience <laughs> he's impelling somebody either by the pole or by the stroke one of y'all is going to get this rod <laughs> oh no Hope Solo is a, uh, is a woman okay so she went to the Today Show drunk uh, after uh, smashing a celebrity right after she um, won a gold medal and she wouldn't reveal who was. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess the whole women's team did the Today Show drunk the next morning, which makes sense. If you do the, if you do the, if you won the gold medal, like let the team go out and 
and and and turn up. It's weird to do the Today Show the morning after. I listen, bro. I I hear that, but at the same time, it's like it's always business. You know what I'm saying? Like you celebrate, but always like because you knew about that interview. My thing is like, all right, this and this is just how I think, right? We just want to go. Everybody ain't finna get an endorsement deal. I want one. I'm gonna go on the show. I'm gonna sell my personality. I'm gonna smile. I'm gonna kiss some babies. I crack a couple jokes, and then in the morning, Kellogg's is gonna call me. But not if you drunk on the show, nigga. <laughs> Kellogg's ain't calling your drunk ass. That's why Michael Phelps waited till he got back to the states to get blowed. He That's was true. big blowing, but over there, you wouldn't know it. Motherfucker was in game time. You always got to be laser focused when you on that shit, bro. It's, the, it's still the Olympics. Whether you over there and you ain't competing or you've already competed, you know people are going to be interviewing you. So you got to be ready, bro. That shit just come with the territory to me. It's like once once people started recognizing me regularly on a, on a, on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. I realized I can't just run to the store looking any kind of way. Like, I can't. Like, because that's not how I'm, I look on camera. So... When I step out, even if I'm just in joggers and a t-shirt, I'm still gonna be, you know, looking presentable. I'm not just gonna be out here with mismatched socks and shoes that don't match. That'd be a weird combination anyway. But I'm just not gonna be looking like, you know, ridiculous. Cause you never know. Like everybody got a camera on them, and that camera can tap into the Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, wherever. And people be like, "Auntie, here out here, bad. He on that that bad dope." It's like, nigga, no, I'm not. I'm on great dope. You just called me. <laughs> call me on a bad day on good dope. <laughs> I'm great dope. Hey, 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 hey. The dope is good. <laughs> That's my outfit at the time. <laughs> That's insane. No, they were saying that in the 2000s Olympics, they ordered 70,000 condoms and it wasn't enough. So now 100,000 is provided for every Olympics, which is just like, okay. I forget that these guys have uh, these guys and women have Olympic level uh, stamina. So, bro, seventy five thousand condoms wasn't enough, Nick. And oh, apparently, uh, one of the swimmers said that Olympians will walk around for miles trying to sneak somewhere if they're given curfews. So, like that, that's what I'm saying. You add uh, thirst to an Olympic Olympic level like determination, focus, and 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 stamina. You add some thirstiness to that, like you, you have no idea how far they'll go. They're walking no. miles after competing, like that's after competing or after practicing. Because if it ain't your day to compete, you probably still practice. Put a couple hours in. This is insane. Hey man, some people were some Olympic, some Olympic skiers uh, said that some German bobsledders tried to trade her their gold medals for some quote group fun at the 94 games they trained all that way got the gold and then was willing to trade it away absolutely because they was gonna be like hey somebody stole our gold medal can you replace it they can do that i don't know but i mean you you don't think that's what they would try i absolutely do this is just a big old sex party slash sports. Wow. I mean, this but are we surprised? The Olympus ain't nothing but an athlete's camp. And every camp people were smashing. 
That's hey, these guys are really like turned up. It says by the tail end of the games, athletes who are done competing stay out to 7 a.m. greeting still competing athletes as they head to their events. Well, at least they waited till they were done. I was just like, why would you do all of that to get there? That's insane. Oh, well, I mean, I guess that's why they have the cardboard beds. That makes sense. And it says all the athletes are insanely wasted during the closing ceremony. So, I mean, I don't be watching the Olympics like that, but I'm definitely going to be watching out for this. <laughs> Everybody got on glasses. Everybody, everybody on that joint like, yeah, hey man, hey. <laughs> this is insane. This is I'm I'm just I'm I'm looking at some pretty crazy stories. All right, well, hey, USA. Think, that's just the USA. The, USA. Guess, not even just USA. I mean, it seems like Germans are smashing Australians, and it's just all mm -hmm. types. Bro, you gotta think of it. This is the buffet of sex, in the sense of you go to a buffet, so you can try a little bit of everything, right? You got some Italian food, you got some American meatloaf and all of that. You might have a taco stand, all of that. You got a barbecue. You, you want to try everything? This is that. It's the buffet of sex. I ain't never strapped with an Austrian woman. I'm, I'm yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean that that must be how it is though. You know, I never ain't no African butt butt. I don't think I want some Ghana butt. I want some of that Ghana butt butt. The fact that there are some random athletes from like Sweden or something who went to the Olympics and ate some African butt. That's probably that probably happened. That's very funny. Absolutely. They be like, nah, come on, man. It's not like regular sex. We're athletes. We're Olympians. This is Olympian sex. How often are you gonna to get to say that you you did this? You gonna wait four more years to try this dick out? Nah, shout it come on. <laughs> different country, but it's very funny to me. It's like a guy with just a big map of the world and he crosses out every country he's eating the butt of. He just puts a butt on it. On every country. <laughs> Little peach emoji. Just ate some <laughs> Russian butt. Just ate some uh, living my Jeff White said around it. World in 80 nuts. <laughs> I mean, however you however you get the oh. done. Maybe that was their Olympics. They're like, this yeah. is why we gotta do the show live, bro. We gotta do this show live and have people live tweeting. Oh nigga, that's gonna be so dope. <laughs> it's gonna be so dope. I'm looking forward to 2022 when we can really just map this out, bro. My schedule is so ridiculous right now. One of my homies tried to tried to book me for a Monday show in OKC, and I put a, a poll up to see how many people was gonna come out. We had the numbers, but I was like, bro, if I do that on a Monday, I'm gonna miss all the shooting for this day. We're gonna have to do it virtually. And it's another day I don't get to see my family. And I would be flying back Tuesday, finishing everything that I didn't get a chance to do on Monday, uploading everything. And then Wednesday filming all day with Kev and then leaving again Thursday. I'm like, I, I can't, bro. I just, I'll, I'll get the money next time. I appreciate the opportunity. Mm -hmm. But like now I'm at the point where it's like, I, I want my time more than I want the money. Yeah. I'm tired. Because I mean, I feel like the desire to make a shitload of money, even if you're, even if you're like really, really hungry, 
it, a part of it does settle when you're comfortable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to worry. That settles. But, I mean, obviously, we still have, we, we, we still grind for it. But, like, at, at some point, you kind of have to get your life back and get your life mm-hmm. back. And, and it's always a good uh, position where you can turn things down comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you grind hard, but the goal isn't to grind hard forever. So when you get to a place and you feel like, okay, if I stay on this path and slowly increase this and pull back on this, then I can have a more fulfilled life for me. Angel, we were in the, we were in the green room talking about everything we got going on. Uh, she got going on, Kev got going on, I got going on. Me and you got going on, and I was telling her, I was like, "Yeah, I think we have to get a producer. Like, even if we go to the new studio, if we find somebody that can find the stories and all that type of stuff, and, you know, we already got a hippie putting the the ass on the calendar. We just need we need everything turnkey." She was like, "I will right, well, write down everything that you do." Now she said, "Write down how much you think you make in an hour." And this was this was genius. I encourage anybody that's up and coming or you know got got a, a business going and you've been doing everything yourself. I encourage you to do this. She said, write down what you think you make in a day or well, a week first, then a day, and then figure out what you make every hour. Let's say you make $300 every hour based on what you make in a day, based on what you make in a week on the, on the time that you're working. Right. And she says, write down everything that you that you need to do for that money to continue. And then write down everything else that is like, that would be considered administration that helps you do what you need to do, right? So like, you know, submitting emails, uploading stuff, uh, rendering, you know, labeling, titling, all of that type of stuff. All the administration work that you have to do, you can hire somebody to do that. If you make 300, if you're making $300 an hour based on the amount of time you're working and, and you know, your income, you can hire somebody to do that administration work at $20, $30 an hour versus you spending an hour doing it yourself, potentially losing $300, you can pay somebody a fraction of that to do that. And now you freed up yourself to either make more money or relax. Hmm. And when she broke that down like that, I was like, that's that's crazy. But it makes sense. And that $300 isn't us guys. I'm just, I was using that as a base number, but it doesn't matter like you know because here's the thing that 300 dollars an hour isn't for 24 hours nobody's working 24 hours a day it's just an amount of time that you spend working in a day what would you make in that day divide that by the amount of hours you work in that day and that's how much you make an hour and if that amount is sufficient to pay somebody to do some of that work that you would have to fill your day with pay somebody to do that so you can get that time back Hmm. and save yourself the headache you ain't making all this money to save all of it. You're making this money to make your life easier. But if you're just right. gonna work as hard as you did from day one, and 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 delegating responsibility and work doesn't mean that you're lazy. It means that you're a good businessman and a good leader. Because you got to learn people. You got to learn their skills. You have to learn the way that they do things and accept that. And right. if you can still move around and still be successful by delegating work and being a good leader then you're still advancing in your career and your craft and your path. Mm-hmm. I love this journey for you, kings and queens. <laughs> I like that. Well, 
I mean, and, and it's not only that, like, you know, freeing up your time can can open you up to doing something else that makes even more money in that hour. So mm -hmm. it's really about expansion. I just read about a delegation system that I really like. It's not really breaking down to the numbers. It's breaking it down to interests. It's, it's called the ABCD method. And basically what you do is you write down all the things that you do in order of your interests. So A would be all the stuff that you do during work that you love doing and you, you, mm -hmm. have, you have fun doing. And then B would be like, I like it. It's not that it's, it's, I don't love it, but it's like, I don't mind doing it. C is literally just like, I don't really mind uh, doing this, but I kind of don't like it. And then D stands for delegate because once you get to D, that's the stuff that you don't really like. And then that's all the stuff that you can potentially think about giving to other people. And now you're doing only A through C and that means at some point C is going to move down to D with the more stuff that you do. And I think that that way, that way works really well because then it's like you're always doing something that you like doing. Mm -hmm. you, you'll be better at it, you know? I, I like that too. Because uh, I'm just going to use D for don't like. And I tell you what I don't like, going to the grocery store. That's why I, I hired HelloFresh. Okay, because I hate going to the grocery store. I hate parking. I hate remembering my bags. I hate walking up the bags up the stairs. Because here's the thing: I ain't going back downstairs. Whatever get left in the car gonna be left in there until somebody else go out there or until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If you don't come up the stairs with all your bags, you weak. <laughs> I don't care if you got sixty bags. You better break your arm trying. That's why I go with HelloFresh, <laughs> man. Because I, I get to avoid all of that. HelloFresh cuts. All, all the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes or less, man. And that's something for everyone to enjoy. With recipes designed uh, and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Simplicity. That's what life should be about. We have all of this technology. We have all of these means of communication. We have all of these things that we can take advantage of now. Life should be as simple as possible. And that's why uh, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit because they are the king. They are superior when it comes to simplicity and making things easy for you. And not only that, it's a great value. HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than going to your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality. Now you could save money and still have the same high quality, why wouldn't you do that? I'm listening. You ain't got no reason because you know you're supposed to be doing it. So listen, guys, I, I'm i a big fan of HelloFresh. We've been promoting it for a while. Um, it makes it super easy to have people over. We don't have to think about what we're going to cook. Whatever's left, we're going to pull one of those, those, those recipes, and this is what we're going with. I don't have to think and stress about all of that type of stuff. I'm in the kitchen. Uh, sauteing stuff and zesting other things and prepping it and I feel great. It only took me 20 minutes, but it don't look like it and I feel like I'm the man and everybody should get to feel like they're the man or the one man. So I encourage you guys to check it out right now. Uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash DIYS14 and use the code DIYS14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's the cherry on top, ladies and gentlemen. So again, go to HelloFresh.com slash DIYS14 14 and use the code DIYS14 for up to 14 free meals and free shipping. I encourage you guys to check it out and see why we call HelloFresh America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh will teach you how to make some pretty yeah, man. things.
I, it's the stuff that I never even thought about. Like you might have had at a restaurant, you'd be like, oh, I didn't even know I could cook that. I thought this was reserved for like professionals. Yeah. So I love cooking meals like that. It was like, oh, this is great. Now this has become one of my favorite things. So, you know. Little shifts. Um, all right. It's time. Time for the big one. Oh, snap. Let's talk about, we don't hear about this a lot, but let's talk about this Nevada woman. Nevada, they got some wild things going on in there. We never hear about it in the news. But let's talk about this Nevada woman who was just arrested for breaking into a dentist's office uh, multiple times. So, Tahir was waiting for this one. Yes. Um, let me just break this down and then we will um, dissect it. Okay. So Laura Each, 42, just want to give you guys the visual real quick. Mm. <laughs> um, just so you have a face for the, uh, the story. Broke into a dentist office and took 13 teeth from an unconscious patient. Literally pulled 13 teeth out of this poor patient, which is weird because I didn't know, you know, you can get uh, and you know the anesthetic and then the dentist just leaves you. Um, but uh, apparently, it came to police attention after the dentist office uh, after hours alarm went off. An officer says she stole twenty two thousand eight hundred and sixty one dollars in cash and checks. I had no idea the dent dentist's office held that kind of money, but okay. Me neither. I thought they did night drops. Like, why would you just have that? If you don't have that on hand, why isn't it in the safe? Right. It seems like she just kind of went through her desk or something. Um, so but, initially uh, she went in, she stole 13 teeth. She was like, I'm going to make a killing with the tooth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> And then she came down off of her high. She was like, shit, the Tooth Fairy ain't real. <laughs> I got to go back for something actual now. <laughs> but I don't know. Do teeth sell? This might be mm -hmm. a dumb question, but how much do teeth? I don't know if teeth will sell because they make porcelain teeth that don't get cavities. So why would someone buy used teeth from a human if you can buy fresh porcelain teeth? Oh, that's adorable. Cause I was starting to get actual numbers. Apparently the Colgate website uh, has average tooth fairy price in case a, a parent wants to check it out. Um, but in 2018, the tooth fairy was paying 370 per tooth, which I never got. $3.76? Uh, hmm? $3.70? Yeah. Uh, which is a decline of 43% from the previous year's 413. So tooth, price of the tooth is going down. Um, but if you're talking about something not so adorable, um, okay, well, this just got dark. How much are your body parts worth? Um, no, no. Don't search that before you turn on your ExpressVPN, fam. Yeah. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> I, I think my, my Google has gotten enough. But yeah, 22K and some random person woke up with 13 teeth missing. And when he asked the dentist, the dentist literally said, I don't know who did this. <laughs> That's the wildest story 
you woke up with half a smile and they're just like, yo, I have no idea who that well, was. First of all, most places of business when it comes to healthcare have doors that have to be buzzed in when it comes to you going to the operating room. You can't just walk in these places. So if you go into a dentist, urgent care doctor that does not have this safety um, option in play, get out of there first. That's, that's, that's number one. No one should just be able to walk back there without being buzzed in. My dentist, you gotta be buzzed in. My doctors, you have to be buzzed in. The only place you could just walk in without being buzzed in right now is just the pharmacy that I think that I can think of. Everywhere else, you gotta be buzzed in. You check in, you sit in the waiting room, they come out, they open the door, they call your name, they walk you back there because the door is either locked or you need the badge to get in. So what is really happening? Pretty genius. I would never think to rob a dentist's office. Like you've literally seen zero heist movies that even glazed over dentists, which That's is true. weird because like, obviously, like you said, it might be harder to get into a dentist's office. But in, if you're thinking of like all the secure things that hold a bunch of money, it's probably pretty low. And if you think about gas stations, people are going to gas stations and, and, and getting, you know, multiple like crazy like jail sentences and only robbing like 13 30 dollars 50 dollars mm -hmm. from the or like a fast food restaurant but like mm -hmm. this dentist's office it, and it was in nevada so imagine what like an la or new york dentist's office would have but like 22 racks she's probably like as weird as she is with that picture and that story she's a pretty probably like a decorated criminal in nevada like that's a pretty good that's a pretty good takeaway. Here's the thing, though. Out of all the health places, you're most likely to probably find, like, the checks and stuff at a dentist's office because you think about, like, when it comes to plastic surgery, most times you have to put down a deposit before you can even get your date, right? So let's say you get a procedure that's called $10,000. You got to put down half of that up top. Nobody's really, like, you're not really right. walking in with five racks on you for the second half of that deposit. It's probably electronic, right. right? And most people ain't, like in our age range, ain't really using checks like that. So, but the dentist, because procedures sometimes range from anywhere from 200 to like 2,500, people will walk in with cash. People will walk in with checks. So that is, that's not, it's not actually a bad idea. I mean, it's, it's a bad idea, but from a criminal standpoint, she's pretty spot on. Yeah, if she just didn't pull the teeth out and got just did that, it'd be a pretty clean robbery. The fact that she went for the teeth first, then came back for the money is like, okay, some twisted shit going on here. And also it's like, what did she do with the with the teeth? I'm I'm having I'm, having I'm seeing a lot of people say, like Sherry Barnes said, that means the victim under anesthesia was unsupervised. That's a lawsuit. I don't know if it's a lawsuit. I can attest to being numb i've never been knocked out and left in the room as far as i know because usually when they knock me out they about to go to work I mean, i've only been knocked out for like like to get my hernia uh fixed and i think the first time i got a um cystoscopy they knocked me out uh but they don't they don't knock you out anymore for the cystoscopy they just numb your urethra with this gel and then they just go inside of you while you're still awake and you see everything on the screen but with the dentist, they will numb you and let it 
take full effect and then they will leave the room and then they'll go work on another patient while it's fully getting in effect. And I remember this specifically because like, I was like, why are they leaving me in here for so long? This numbing don't take that long. They put the little numbing gel on your gums and then they shoot you in the gums with the needle and that numbs the inside of the gums and your teeth. But it don't take a long time, like tops 10 minutes. That's And that's that's the very tail end of it. That stuff works so fast. So why she had time to snatch out 13 teeth is beyond me. And she wasn't caught at 13 and was like, let me get up out of here. She did her thing, left, and was still inconspicuous enough to come back the next day, which is like, okay, that means that that per because I mean, when that person woke up, it was it was obvious that somebody came in and did some wild stuff. So they didn't like improve the security from night to night was just like somebody's breaking in here. I just have I have so many questions and then they're all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Now I don't um that that's probably one of the weirdest stories we've actually talked about on this. Yeah. The, the assistant usually comes back in the room, Sherry, to check on you, like to see if you need the little, the little thing, the, the suction to get the, the extra spit out of your mouth or something like that, or you need any water like that. But they usually don't stay in there with you because the dental assistant is usually with the dentist. Most dentist offices don't have just one dentist and they have like three or four dentists that went in on a practice together and they may have four to six dental assistants. but usually all six aren't working all of them not working at the same time so those this is dental assistants are happening to other dentists at the time so if they're waiting for you to numb you're usually not in the room the entire time with somebody that's just from my experience i can't i can't speak very well experience but my experience from going to the dentist is that i didn't even think about this but Obviously, the first time she broke in was during work hours because I was in my mind, it was two nights in a row. But then we'll be like, why would there be a patient in there unconscious? So clearly the first one was during work hours. Then she broke in and the alarm went off. Um, but yeah, I guess she uh, busted in a back window. That's how she got in. She busted in a window at the dental office. Uh, there was a cash drawer. And she, damn, she really went 23 racks. That's that's, that's, that's on them because there's no way they're supposed to have that just in the cash draw without being locked up. That's supposed to go in the safe, bro. All the, all, when I worked at White Castle, all the money was in the safe. When they were about to put the teals in the draw, they opened the safe and then they put the money in there. Actually, the teals were usually already pre counted and they were set inside the safe. The safe had it up in the lower part. And it's like, bro, why wouldn't y'all have a safe? How y'all got a whole practice and don't have a safe? That's so messed up because clearly she's not a dentist. So that means that she probably did like a really rough oh. and and sloppy job at pulling the teeth out. So, I mean, Jesus, that person's gum must be, that person's gum and men mental must be really messed up right now. I cannot. They don't have a lot of cards information on the, the actual surgery part though like everybody just said she she pulled 13 teeth out of a, a patient like there's not a lot of going from like article to article man imagine if that person just went in for one cavity or one feeling your one right. I'm here to get my teeth removal right and they came came to it was like what oh here's a plot twist apparently she claimed she had worked there earlier in her, uh, she's not a dentist, 
but she did work there earlier. So maybe she knew how much money it made. I don't get why the first time she broke in, she just did the surgery and left. I don't. I, I, that part is still very probably a customer that that was being rude to her, a patient that was rude to her. She was like, "I got your smile." This looks like James that was talking shit when I asked him to refill his form. Okay, nigga. <laughs> she too give she okay. She I could see that if it was like a passion, like that's why. Because thirteen, you got to be kind of strong to pull a tooth out. I'm sure. Bro, that's 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 like stabbing somebody. That's a that's a crime of passion. You stab somebody, you gotta be close to them. You keep stabbing. That's why anytime that somebody gets stabbed in a killing, they say it's usually someone that's known. They know the person because it's a crime of passion. So they wanted to like really drive the point home. So it's like to just to stand there and pull thirteen different teeth out of somebody's mouth. There had to be some type of connection, bro. Well, she's in her 40s. She wasn't no spring chicken. She's in her 40s, too. It's really impressive. Now that I read more about it, it's it's very weird. But there's a lot of impressive uh, parts of this story. I'm not even going to lie. Mm. Just, they're just not talking about this this fake surgery enough for me. But that happened, you guys. I, that's Nevada women. I don't know if there's anybody from Nevada in the chat right now, but get your girl. <laughs> I would lose my mind. I can't even imagine what I would do when I first woke up. Sue and I was supposed to have one filling, and I feel six teeth on the top and seven on the bottom gone. I, I wouldn't know who to call first. Like I would be. You ever been so frustrated? You just want to cry because you don't know what to do first. You call oh, the cops. You call your family. You yell, curse, like, dude, I, let me tell you something. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and we really appreciate them for everything they're doing with us and everything that they're doing for the community. When it comes to just having somebody to listen unbiasedly to you, you know, that's what you really need to tap into BetterHelp. Now, I really want to be clear about this because BetterHelp is not a crisis line, it's not a self-help line. This is professional therapy done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. So you can log into your account anytime, anywhere, and send a message to your therapist and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a better life today. All mm -hmm. right, so I wanna encourage you guys, as I've told you, I've been a big fan of BetterHelp since we first started rocking yeah. with them. I myself have signed up for BetterHelp, talked to my therapist. Um, and my, I myself have done traditional offline therapy, so I, I can give you all the pros and cons for both of them. And I'm be honest with you, they're on a lot of cons for better help. The way they make it very easy for you to get uh, matched with someone in under 36 hours, under 48 hours is fantastic. That is phenomenal because you, you, you really don't get to see that in the offline world of therapy. Um, 
they also encourage you guys to read the, the, the testimonials. They have tons of reviews up there. They update them daily. You can go to betterhelp.com slash reviews and read those. Um, and you get to see how people really feel about them. These aren't people who get paid to do it. These are people who are really giving their testimonials. Um, and we encourage you guys to visit betterhelp.com slash D-I-Y-S. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash D-I-Y-S. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced, experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're now recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states, all right? So special deal, special offer for our listeners, all the damn internet you scary listeners because this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We want to uh, let you guys know that we're gonna get you 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash D-I-Y-S. Again, get you 10% off uh, your first month at betterhelp.com slash D-I-Y-S. All right, getting back into these wild stories. Um, I, I got a question for you in the audience because um, this has kind of been an issue that has been brewing since I took self, uh, sex ed as in high school. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so many weird pros and cons on both ends. Um, it, it's an interesting discussion. So obviously kids are having sex younger and younger. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's weird. It, it, it's, it's, it's almost like an uncomfortable conversation to like, what age should you talk to kids about it? What age? Cause like half the people feel like talking to kids about it will make them more interested in it and they should just be kids. And the other half think that, you know, it's better to be safe and preventative, but you know, it's becoming problems in certain places. And um, uh, one, of, one of the headlines that's going around right now is that Chicago just announced that it will provide free condoms to all public school children ages 10 and up or in the fifth grade. So, um, I, I, you know, this is obviously very, very controversial, mm-hmm. 10, very, very young. Um, so I guess, you know, some people feel like if the kids are doing it, they should have a chance to do it safely. And some people are just like, yo, they're kids. We should be more preventing it from happening altogether. And I don't, I mean, I don't know how I feel. Times are very, very different from when I was a kid. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, times are very different. I really feel like even with the internet though, you can still kind of limit what your child is exposed to, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. Because unless they have a phone or a tablet, they can't just go on the internet unless you got them a computer or a laptop, something like that. So without those devices, they're still kind of limited to what they can see. Of course, there's, you know, sexual scenes and, uh, you know, kind of PG-13 scenes and movies and, and shows and things like that nature. But if you anything like like there's scenes like we still make Kendall close our eyes and we watch a movie. Hey, 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 look away, bro. And we've had to talk with her. She knows everything. She knows all about sex, condoms, how babies are made, the LGBT community, 
all of that. But there's still certain things like, all right, this this was a little rough. All right, this one is they getting graphic. All right, mm-hmm. even some anime, we'd be like, ah, right, yo, not this one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one food anime and people be eating the food and having orgasms. Like, yo, what, what's happening here? Like, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I get it, because I've, I've been that way with food before, but it's like, yo, chill out, man. So yeah. I think you still can limit the amount of access that your children have to that, but I am also not against informing people or educating people so they can make an informed decision. Uh, that being said, it really comes down to what the parent is comfortable with. But I would tell any parent sooner than later, because the things that you think your child does not know is, is naive about you are naive. Children know when, 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 when parents aren't vibing, they know when something's not right and y'all about to split. They're very intuitive. They pick up on energy the same way adults do. Y'all think that it takes puberty to learn and read energy. If if animals can read energy, why do you think kids can't? Right. Kids can definitely read energy. So their perception isn't as delayed as we often think that it is. So I would say, man, you know your child. You know the type of jokes that they crack to see what they can get away with. Like yeah. one time the kid said something about these nuts. And we was like, Y'all saying that again? That was something we said. We was kidding. Yeah, we said that. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Don't say that shit around me. There's a lot of stuff you could do, but that one, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you you know what jokes they do, so you kind of know what they're talking about with the friends. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would say gauge that. I'll have a real conversation with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm more the mean disciplinarian, but the kid also knows that if she has something that she really needs to know she can talk about it with me. Even if I'm not gonna like it, I'm still gonna hear her out, give my honest opinion, so. That's true. I mean, obviously educating them is probably the the, the smarter of the two because, you know, keeping, keeping things away from kids is kind of a, I, in my opinion, it seems like it's a thing of the past. You can do your best, but social media just kind of broke that door wide open. You know, it's just like the- mm-hmm obviously you have parental controls and stuff but you can't you can't control anything and and it seems like every example i've seen was like the more strict or the more controlling the parent is the more the kid wants to do whatever they can't do so it's just a you know times are changing so we just kind of have to get used to weird headlines like that um but hey it, it's it happens it definitely does man a lot more than people want to give it credit for, but it definitely does happen. And it ain't no slowing it down. I remember when they were talking about doing this at like 13 and 12, and now it's 10. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no slowing it down. All you can do is just prepare, mm-hmm. embrace for impact, and hope that you equip them with enough information that they make the right decision. And the right decision may not be something that everybody else agrees with, but at least they can make a decision if they are going to practice sex that they could do it the right way. You know, the safe way. Last thing you want to do is see a, le- a pregnant 11 or 12 year old. You'd be like, bro, what what happened? Right. It happens. Don't get me wrong. It happens. But it's like, did that did that child feel comfortable coming to you, letting you know that they were even interested in that? Right. Because you, you try to shame people who do talk about sex with their kids. And your child heard that. And they were like, well, I can't go to my mom or my dad about it. So. That's true. 
I mean, yeah, that that because once once you see a, like a, a pregnant kid, it's just like I should have I should have talked to him first or him, him or her first. So that does that does make sense. So mm-hmm. it's a rough combo, but it needs to be said. This conversation's a little bit easier though. We talked about this a long time ago. Do you remember I had this random story where some police officers just like got out of their 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 car and beat porcupines uh, to death yeah super random um they just popped back up in the headlines because i guess that went to trial and uh there were cops in maine which is a place we talked about never going to uh <laughs> cops get they get jail time for beating porcupine porcupines for no reason at all they were fired sentenced to nearly a year in jail with fines and probations, which brings back the same thing we were talking about when this first happened. That's a harsher, that is a harsher sentence than cops are getting for for taking away lives. So that's wild as hell. That is wild as hell. Sounds like I need to go into the porcupine business, start selling porcupine uh, jackets. (laughs) <laughs> that's the only way we're going to get a little respect. I also think that, and I don't know this for sure because I haven't done the research or the stats. I really want to know what the stats are for cops that, that do use excessive force or, you know, use deadly force when it wasn't called for. Because I feel like they only tell us about the big headlines, but I know there are some in these small towns or these you know, and even not so small times, they just they might not have made national news that, that I want to know the stats on that too. I just want to be informed when talking about this. So I need to do a little bit more research myself because that's crazy. Porcupines are more protected than black humans. These cops were actually fired and they have to do time in jail and you know it's only a thousand dollar fine, but still, it's like that already is more than than people are getting for for shooting black people. Mm-hmm. And it's like people, cops who shoot black people will get a leave, no fired, no jail time, bare or barely any. Mm-hmm. Like these cops lost their jobs because they killed a porcupine. I've never even seen a porcupine with my own eyes. And that's, yeah, there's not a lot to say about that. That's fucking infuriating. It really is. That is wild. And I mean, speaking of, speaking of privilege, this is another quick story, but Paul Allard Hodgkins uh, just received his sentence. uh, And this was the guy who was carrying a large Trump 2020 flag on the floor Mm -hmm. of the US Senate during the Capitol riot. Um, Remember, this is one. This is the. This is the. Not only is this the first guy, who uh, who was charged, so far, uh, but you, you. He broke into a federal building. Broke into a federal building mm. and stayed there and looted it. Took things. So anytime. So this is obviously a felony. This man received eight months in prison. Now, I don't like sitting there looking at like, oh, that person should be in jail longer, blah, 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 blah. But these two stories is just like, fam. The Capitol right, 
the when the Capitol riots happened, there was a very small part of me that was just like, okay, this is so hypocritical. We have to see something. We have to see something. After all those BLM marches, like we have to see something. And we did it. And now it's going to the courts where it's just like, all right, we got to see something here. I mean, this is the law part of the, the police, how they handled it on the scene. We're just like, okay, that's hypocritical. But we've been seeing hypocrites uh, with police and politics for our whole lives. Mm-hmm. Now it's coming down to, this was on TV. This was everywhere. This was mm-hmm. clearly a federal attack. This was a terrorist attack. And this nigga got eight months. That's insane. That is insane. They better have him in protective custody because if if they are publicizing what his duration is, his time is, if they put him in a regular cell with niggas who got five years for less than a gram of weed, they gonna beat the shit out of him. I hope they have vegan food in, in jail. Remember that guy? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, bam. Y'all were tear gassing people who were just going like this. Hey. And then y'all escorted the white people out of the Capitol building. And then even in the courts, y'all, y'all proved that this is one of the most, ugh, that shit is trash. This is, a, this is a very weird place we are in. Very weird. Very weird. All right, I'm going to end on a, a good, a, a funny story. Because <laughs> this is just... All right, this is the headline. A most wanted fugitive was just arrested because they commented on the police department's Facebook page. Social media is not for everyone. This is a girl named Lorraine Graves. She's been wanted by the police since March for an ex- for being accessory to murder. So this is very serious. You want to lay low. The Tulsa Police Department made a post on Facebook calling on people to come forward with information on her whereabouts. It was literally a post about her. She was in cuffs, chilling. Graves took matters into her own hands and commented on the post asking about reward money. She said, and by the way, her Facebook page is named Lorraine Graves. No change. She commented, what's, uh, what's where's the reward money at? What apostrophe S, where apostrophe S? What's where's the reward, reward money at? Because like underneath comments are like, girl, you better stay off social media. They can track you. Dylan ain't going to be funny when you get processed. Well, that's exactly what happened because she was later arrested. According to Yahoo News, cops did not have to look very far. Within hours, Graves had responded to the Facebook page that was about her. Yep. That is the dumbest reason to be in jail. I mean, obviously she wasn't that smart, so she was probably going to be found in some way. But who knew that Facebook that Facebook post would be the reason that they <laughs> they found her? Not a tip. She was literally tracked to her house. Come on, Charlie. You got to do better. 
we have to do better. <laughs> but I mean, she already was an accessory to murder, so she kind of already started yeah. off. But Facebook turned you in. You didn't even get snitched on. You were just dumb. She probably thought it was like something like cool, like this criminal is like leaving breadcrumbs, but not when it's a laptop that you're keeping with you. Like <sighs> Tulsa, what's going on over there, y'all? <laughs> what is happening over there, y'all? That's wow. That's a story. It is. It's quite the it's quite the thing. That's quite the story. <laughs> Shout out to Lorraine Graves. The the that's that's not even a, 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 a cute charge. Like it's not like she stole a loaf of bread and was like, haha, you'll never catch me. This was murder. So Yeah. Yes, it was. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for watching another episode. I uh, hope you guys had a great time. We had a great time. Shout out to the Scary Squad for tapping in, man. Uh, we've been we've been having a good time with y'all, man. Um, if you guys are, are watching or listening, you're not part of the Patreon. Make sure you join. We get to talk with you guys while we're doing this live, and it's it's super cool. It's cool, super cool to see you guys interact. And this is this was just have to do until we can actually get on the road and take the show live. But that is in the plan. So uh, as always, I'm to hear more. I'm Patrick Cloud. And we will see you on another episode of Damn Internet. You scary. Peace out.